available. Is that correct? I do actually. Okay. Yes. I just well, published, I just published it. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to talking about that a little bit right after with this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, everybody. So I'm here with Michelle Hart. Looking forward to uh, actually getting to know you a little bit better. You are part of the Worldwide Gathering of Ecclesias. Mike Parsons had recommended you be part of that. And just uh, so glad to have you on here to where I'm going to get to hear a little bit more of your background. So if you don't mind, go ahead and share a little bit of your background and how you got to where you're at today. Thank you, Gil. It's lovely to be with you. And uh, I'm really excited. Yeah. I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but uh, we did go to a service at Christmas time. <laughs> and I loved singing. I loved singing the carols and everything. But um, <clears throat> at the age of 15, my mom wanted me to be uh, confirmed. And I went to this camp, which I did not want to go to. And uh, I met a friend there who used to be at school with me. And uh, I asked him what he was going to do when he leaves school, and he said he was going to be uh, a minister. And I thought, oh, he really believes <laughs> stuff. And so I asked the question, what does that mean, you know? And he couldn't tell me. He said he, he said God spoke to me, but he couldn't tell me what that meant. But it sowed a seed in my heart that was like, God speaks to him, but he doesn't speak to me. And then, huh. you know, so that was that. <laughs> Fast forward and... Uh, I began to hear about kids that used to be at school, at high school with me, going to this church. Yeah. They were speaking in tongues. And I was intrigued. And I wanted to know what this was about. And so I went there. And um, and I got hold of two books. One was called Like a Mighty Wind by Mel Torrey. And the other one was Dr. Robert Frost on the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I started reading these books. So immediately I was reading about you know, miracles and signs and wonders. That was my introduction. While I was listening to someone tell me for the first time about Jesus, while, you know, I was in, in going to the church. And so I got to the point where I just by myself in my bedroom received Jesus. And a couple of months later, after all my questions about Holy Spirit were answered, once again, I was down there by my bed of myself, by myself, and I... Um, and I asked that I would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And uh, nothing happened. And I was disappointed. And I went to bed that night. And I thought, well, maybe someone needs to lay hands on me or something, you know. So the next morning when I woke up, I hadn't read the last chapter of the book. So I opened up the last chapter and it said, as you receive by faith Jesus, so you receive the baptism by faith. So I got down beside my bed and I said, well, thank you, Lord, that you baptized me last night. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just going to praise you. And as I started to sing just the worship songs, I knew I started to stumble on singing in tongues. And wow. wow. Tongues for about three hours in my bedroom. Wow. And and so, Gil, I have always loved Holy Spirit. Uh, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit has always been uh, sort of the key for me. And go in, in my whole life as in ministry. 
So anyway, I was very eager at that time to be full time for God, but I was studying pharmacy, a horrible thing at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I came to, as, as I came to Christ, I was like, I don't want to do this. I was in my fourth year of pharmacy. And uh, so um, I was just eager to go full time. And I, I got involved in a, in a group at the church that we used to take a whole service. We used to create our own songs, lead the worship, take our take the whole service. And, and I used to listen to hear what the Holy Spirit was saying, because I was very keen. I would think, here we are, everybody's praying, everybody's saying things, but what is God saying? <laughs> and I was always Yeah. looking to hear Holy Spirit. And if, um, the, the time an opportunity arose for me to actually go into full-time ministry, and, it, and, I, and I went, and that's where I met my husband. And uh, this is where it's interesting with regard to America, because I had thought about a marriage and I thought, you know what, I, of all cultures, I would love to marry an American. And, um, and then um, just before I went into the mission field, I was talking to a friend and I said, you know what, I want to go to America one day. I don't want to go and visit. I just want to go and live there and I want to bless the American people. And, Now, and how long ago was that? that was 1978. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> In 1979, I met my husband who happened to be an American who had come to the South Africa as a missionary. And so we carried on ministering in South Africa in the mission for a number of years. And then God led us, uh, something happened for us. We began to grow into realizing some stuff that was religious and controlling and we stood against it and rooted out. And it was extremely, <laughs> an extremely painful time. And um, in that transition time, Gil, was when I just got, I had a, an amazing encounter in 1992. Um, Robin and Christian Harfouche was in South Africa and I was in a meeting there and experienced the power of God on me on waves of different things for hours. Um, it was, it was the joy. It was the peace. It was the shaking. It was, and I knew there was an angel there. I saw the angel and every time the angel would put his hands down on my belly, I knew I was going to shake like crazy. And It was, and he also, I also got revelation about my calling to us, our calling to the nations and everything. And uh, that was the start of a drunken time for me <laughs> of healing, Gil. It was amazing. I mean, Wow. we just get so intoxicated. It could be at a restaurant or whatever, you know, and <laughs> it was just God just pouring in, you know, the flow of his presence and, and restoring in wonderful ways. And uh, so subsequently to that, the Lord gave us a clear word in 93 to come to the States and connected us divinely with, supernaturally with another couple. We got the word from the Lord in 93 November to come to the States. They were in the States. They got the word in 93 November that a couple from South Africa was going to join them. And so, so divinely connected. And, and, and we got started on just, uh, we, we started a fellowship, Phoenix Revival Center, and uh, we just loved being drunk in the Holy Spirit, and we loved Holy Spirit, and, and we loved everything to do with the freedom Holy Spirit brings. And, Yeah. and so we, we got involved in traveling and ministering, my husband and I, 
just to bring the freedom and the joy, uh, you know, over those years, it was really wonderful. And I had an encounter in 1996 with a, a Clarice Fluitt was ministering actually. And um, I was standing just in the, in the church, in the pew. And uh, all of a sudden I fell out and, and Jesus mm -hmm. came to me and he said, what do you think I accomplished for my church? And what do you think I accomplished for the world? And at that moment, Gil, I just got like a revelation of the fullness of what Jesus had done, you know, the full and complete work, not only for the church, but for, for mankind. And um, so after traveling and ministering, you know, for quite a number of years, we kind of felt drawn away and there was this transition going on. And uh, it was when we got connected a bit more with uh, some of the mystic realm and in 2009, I started a, a, a YouTube channel just because I had, a, had that revelation that what Jesus did on the cross was to restore our identity as a yeah. new creation and what that meant. So I started to share on my YouTube channel in 2009. That's, um, and then subsequent to that, things began to open up a bit more with the angelic. I had, and with some other kinds of encounters, like um, in 2013, I, I met Ian Clayton in the spirit. I met him before Interesting. natural, and uh, that had never happened to me before. And I also knew when I met him in the spirit that I was going to see him in the natural soon. And shortly after that, he and uh, Grant and Sam Mahoney and Ian Johnson came to Phoenix area. And so we started Interesting. having connections there, yeah. So Ian Ian Johnson was in that with them at that time. Yeah, Ian Johnson. Interesting. And they, yeah. and they came about four times, at least four times over a period of uh, two years, Gil. Uh, so there was a lot of imparting going on, and a lot of stuff at the beginning was just over our heads, like what was that? And he'd always say, you know, get the CD, and we'd be like, oh no. <laughs> but, right. But it was bringing a lot of change, you know, and it was wonderful. And so we, we went through that time period of just letting ourselves be changed and uh, starting to engage more. And I don't remember. That was 2009? No, that was in 2013. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, in 2009 and 10, it was just more about the fullness of what Christ had provided for us. It was going on in me, you know. But in 2013, I, I met Ian in the Spirit, and then... That started us into a really interesting time. I really don't remember how I got connected with Mike Parson in the beginning. Okay. But somehow I got connected with him, and I was listening to something of his um, online, and I had my first encounter with someone from the Cloud of Witnesses. So that was my next thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and... Um, this, this person was someone that was in my bloodline that I didn't know. But it was very significant, Gil, because it opened up for me a major area of flow that I've been involved mm -hmm. in. And, uh, you know, something that we were learning, I guess, all together is just how God's opening us up to different relationships. We're relating with creation. We're relating with the angels. We're relating with <clears throat> witnesses, much more than what we ever knew. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going too fast? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, and I, you know, I love this because um, 
you know, people, I think, need to hear, know, and understand that it's okay to engage with heaven. It's okay to engage with the angelic. There are so many other beings in heaven that, you know, Father created them for relationship. There are some that, you know, some people that get freaked out about the idea of, like, I should only engage with Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. And yet, Father created human beings on the earth for us to have relationship with. So why wouldn't he have the other beings there to have relationship with as well? It's just we've kind of stepped out and we've lost that ability or understanding that we can have relationship with them. And, yeah. you know, and we're not talking anything, you know, funky. We're just talking about intimate relationship where we get to know people and, um, you know, work with them out of the tree of life versus, you know, everything out of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. It's it's a wonderful experience to begin developing those relationships. So, yeah, I love love what you're sharing. It's good. You know what helped me too, Gil, on that, which might help is that um, Hebrews 12, 22 to 24 is very clearly tells us where we're located. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. clearly says with angels, with the cloud of witnesses, with those among us who are, you yeah. know, believers. So if you can you know, have a hold of that and allow that to open you up, you can also then go you know, faith, you know, with faith into the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And, and so, yeah. Um, in 2015, I got connected with, oh yeah, I was just telling you about this, uh, this connection with, through Mike. Um, yeah, was someone in my, in my bloodline. And as I was going to say, sometimes we, we recognize the scripture says that we are one church in heaven and on earth, one body in heaven. Right. So that makes us realize they're not complete without us and we're not complete. Right. Without them. So therefore we can have interaction in the realms of heaven. And so this was an indication <clears throat> Someone in my bloodline was not complete without something that they wanted, he wanted me to do. And it had to do with an area I had nothing, no knowledge about, which was my bloodline had a lot of um, royalty on the Scottish and English side and a lot, and therefore a lot of Freemasonry. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that had happened was Mary Queen of Scots when she was um, around in the earth, so was Andrew. This was the being, the person that I met. Andrew was also a steward. They were both stewards. And, and, and I didn't understand why. Because what happened was I saw this person. First, I thought it was an angel. And then I thought, no, this is someone from the cloud of witnesses. And so I thought, who is this? And I asked, and he said, my name's Andrew. And I had been wanting to find out more about my bloodline. And but mm. gonna do. I wasn't gonna pay for it. <laughs> so <laughs> right, I, <sir. laughs> I knew I knew it was I knew it was Andrew Stewart, and I I typed Andrew Stewart in on my computer, and out came the whole of the Stewart clan history. Wow! But as I was reading through it, I could see what I what what it was about was that um, Scots and Andrew Stewart fought each other, literally fought each other over religion because Andrew got very connected, uh, you know, at the time when um, there was such a a revival that happened. um, And um, at the time with Mary, Mary Queen of Scots was from a Catholic background, right? And so it was at the time, I'm trying to remember who it is now. um, Oh gosh. Andrew um, 
became very involved. In fact, his daughter married this man. Oh my gosh, I can't. It's going hmm. back to my mind. Uh, John Knox. There you go. John oh, Knox. Oh, wow. Wow, yes. okay. Yes. Yeah. So John Knox and them and, and Mary <clears throat> Scots, Andrew and Mary Queen of Scots were at loggerheads with each other and literally they fought each other. I mean, with things to kill each other. Yeah. No, there was a war. Yeah. And, and now they're both in the cloud and they wanted something on the earth to establish the love of God between them. And so I actually wow. took a position in the courts of heaven on behalf of the bloodline, you know, over that issue. So that was mm. a really interesting mm. thing. Yeah, and it, and it then opened up a whole lot more about the Freemasonry. <coughs> so I went into repentance on that. And that, and that opened up a key door for myself and a, a few others to get involved in um, a bench for the nation, which we've been involved in for every week for four years now. Wow. Wow. Well, I want to get back to that, but we need to take a quick break. And sure. so we'll pick up on uh, the bench with the nation and being there for four years. Um, and you're talking about the U.S.? Yes. Okay. All right. So I have a, some other questions on that as well. So we'll be back right after this. Join okay. the Kingdom Restoration Age online conference through the recordings. Well, I just want to say what awesome teaching has been on. The only solutions that exist are in the tree of life. And the goal is beloved. It's not just about speaking. It's about application. Do not stop at any one place. And Reformation to me is you're taking a system back to its original intent. Activate you into the fullness of who you are meant to be in your restoration design. Would you show us what on earth is going on? I mean, you just go for it, and but you do it together. The diversity, the love, taught and demonstrated for how we need to operate and be transformed to thrive in this next age we have already stepped into. And I will often engage with my perfected self. We have to be in it. It wasn't that. You know what changed? And you know what I found out? I, I really want to do this, but I'm scared. And then trust your very first impressions about how the Lord looks today. Color, clothing, expression on the Lord's face. The rawness, the bareness, and man, that's what we need, Steve. I won't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> See our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com, for more information. All right, I'm back with Michelle Hart and uh, excited now to hear, Michelle, I want you to go ahead and we, we talked a little bit while during the break about uh, the, the bench that you formed for the U.S. as well as the Engaging God group. So put that in order for us and, and help us to understand uh, how, how that came about and then what's going on right now in, in all this, because you said you've been doing this okay. for four years. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what, what happened, as I said, I, I didn't know how I actually got connected with Mike. But at the time I did, I felt like, oh, we need to have Mike here. Because we've got all this information stuff from Ian, and it was like, over the, you know, in the beginning, that's how it really feels, isn't it? And, uh, and yet Mike was putting nuts and bolts to it. And so a friend of mine, uh, also from South Africa, who was in Phoenix, who I was connected with, she and I felt the calling to go to Scotland and England. And it was while we were in Scotland um, and England 
that we went by and saw Mike. And then Mike came out subsequently and, and uh, to Phoenix and ministered there. But um, so while I was there in Scotland and England, which was a, a divine appointment for us, um, we both had felt such a heart's desire for the United States um, to see um, a pure holiness rise up, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and at the same time, we both had had, were from Scottish background, had had uh, Freemasonry in our background. And we went through a, some period of traveling where we were led to travel. And we just did some engaging in the courts of heaven together over places. We, we traced some of the pilgrims, traces where they went and everything. And, in, and it was very interesting, actually, because at the, at the end of our England trip, uh, we went down to Plymouth. And at that point, we didn't know where we were going to stay that night. We were driving down. And um, my friend said, you know, someone told me about this lady. And maybe, and she lives here. Maybe we can connect with her. So I made a call. And she said, yeah, sure, you can spend the night. And so we said, thank you, put the phone down, and then carried on driving. And she called back, and she said, would you be able to meet me on the steps of Plymouth, as I have an assignment that the Lord has called me to? And I need someone from America. Are you American? And wow. We said, oh. we said, no, but we are legal. She said, well, that's all right. <laughs> so we met this lady, and guess who she was? You know her. Who is it? South Africa, who lives in England. Oh, Min uh, Lindy Masters. No, Lindy Strong. Lindy Strong. Oh, Lindy Strong. Yes. I forgot they're both from, they're both from South, Africa, South Africa and they're both Lindy. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true, Bill. Very good. Very good. Awesome. So, it, so it, we didn't even know her. She didn't know us. But here we are, three South Africans on the steps of Plymouth. <laughs> <laughs> she, so she had, uh, she had a, um, the Lord had spoken to her and told her that at the time that they were going to leave, that there was a transaction that had taken place with money to try mm -hmm. uh, to, to take Freemasonry with it into the United States. Wow. And, and her background was Henry, uh, King Henry, and my background coming from the Stuart line, we, she had drawn up this um, repentance and, um, and we just stood and engaged together and she um, repented to my friend who took the place of America. And, um, and she felt like that God had told her to give a, a cash amount to us. So she gave us a hundred pounds. It was a very interesting thing that we had had no idea would happen. But it's all running up to um, my being part of a bench for the United States. Yeah. So... Um, after we left England, we went back up to Scotland. We went to the island of, of Lewis and uh, because we wanted to know about that amazing encounter that happened on the island. And we had a few hours, like maybe 24, and it was over the weekend, and they closed down everything there. And so mm. we were like, oh, we really need some help here. But we, were con we got connected with an, a couple, uh, two ladies in their 80s, and they invited us to tea. And they were teenagers during that revival, Gil. Oh, really? <laughs> and they told us all about everything that went on. Wow. 
and just how amazing it was that people were in the fields or at work or at school and suddenly they just knew they needed God. No one was preaching to them or anything. And there was just like this holy wow. revelation happening all over the island. And, uh, and she said, you know, we would, we, we would uh, meet, there were more people getting saved outside than inside the building. <laughs> and she said, we would yeah, yeah. seven o'clock at night, we would <laughs> 10 o'clock, we would meet at 12 o'clock. Then we would go to someone's house and meet some more and then we would go to work and work a full day and we'd go back and meet together and no we were never tired <laughs> never tired <laughs> <laughs> and she said and we asked her we said what was the most significant part or you would say of that whole you know move of for the presence of god and she said we loved each other so much mm. yeah that was the key that they loved each other so much well, do you know that actually Donald Trump's background has connections through Lewis Island too, which is rather interesting. But so I didn't know anything about that at the time. But uh, coming back um, to the States uh, at the beginning of 2016, I was connected through those that were part of the um, Engaging God. I got involved with Engaging God with Mike and there was some people on that that we got connected and formed a bench for the nation at the beginning of about March 2016. And we've been going almost every Monday since then. And wow. still are. Yeah. And it's wow. evolved more to globally and, and so on. Yeah. But Gil, one of the things I would say is that we, we did right from the word go, because there's so much of, as you know, confusion and so much stuff being spoken mm -hmm. and everything. What we would do always is we would just sort of have no agenda. We came just to present ourselves for the Holy Spirit to show us things. And we saw amazing things. And then afterwards, we were like, oh, yeah, look, here it is here. Here it is here. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know and that's, that's really the only way to do it is to yeah. go with no agenda. Because when we go with our own agendas, we can really skew things and get yes. a, a mixed message and idle in our heart. I mean... Scripture says very clearly that Father will give us an idol in our heart if we're not careful. So uh, I, I know that I was just on another show yesterday and sharing that, you know, I will go to the Father and, you know, if I can see that, okay, I'm holding this pretty heavy in my heart. So here's my desire, Lord. But if this is an idol in my heart, scratch it all. <laughs> just scratch it. <laughs> I want what you want. And, and so that's why I think it's so important to go without an agenda. We have just a, a, like a minute or two left uh, in this session. Uh, anything else you'd like to kind of end with um, before we move into part two? Um, yeah, just maybe just to add a little section about if you are engaging, um, you know, one of the things that we always need to realize is that because everyone is precious and has a mandate, not everyone has that same mandate. Right. So when we're engaging over people, we don't engage to in any demean anybody. We engage to know what is the mandate that we can facilitate. Yeah. And so that's a key thing to um, always come out of the place of love. Yes, so so agree with that. And uh, you know, you talked about the, the those women when they were teenagers talking about it was the love. You know, I think that's the key to every, you know, I'm not so big into revivals, but transformations, you know, it's the, yes. it's the key to every time that we run into those places where people are transformed. And um, that's what I'm looking for is the transforma transformation that uh, is fruit that remains, that doesn't come today and gone tomorrow. So oh, so yes, good. absolutely, Gil. 
Well, Michelle, thank you so much. Uh, honor you and love you. Bless you for being on here. Um, and for everybody who's listening, make sure you catch part two. So part two will be playing tomorrow. Uh, don't miss that. And we look forward to seeing you then. Michelle, thank you again. Take care, thank everyone. Thank you, Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.